welcome to episode 51 of Book Off Banter. Um, I want to just start off by saying thank you so, so much. Krista did an, um, a post asking for any ideas, you know, that you might have for topics. And you guys had so much amazing feedback for us. And um, we really, really appreciate it. And we're really excited to plan some episodes that hopefully you're all going to love. Um, and I just wanted to say that off the back of that, if any of you are, say, like a showing expert or a para rider or, you know, have experience in RDA or um, we're going to kind of reach out and plan episodes and maybe shout out. But please put your name forward. If it's something that you'd like to chat about on the podcast, we would absolutely love to hear from you. And you know, plan an episode around that. So please let us know. Then I thought we would move on to some good news and some bad news um, before we went on to our news. So on the good news, I heard, well, I saw that Clooney has made a recovery, not obviously a full recovery to work, but was standing up uh, using a sling to support him but I thought that was that was really good news yeah I mean that was just so it's so sad um that that happened um but it is a fracture to the humerus and as long as it's not a complex fracture they can actually make a full recovery from that so I'm sure that he's under the the best possible care and who knows if he is able to retire then brilliant he he's got no more critics to answer um and if he was able to do better than that again it would be amazing so yeah that was that was much because you know we had that four or five days where there was no news and everybody was like oh but then we saw that lovely video of him standing supported and resting really well and looking quite bright and happy so because i mean if ever there's a roller coaster with horses that has to be it doesn't it i mean to be the absolute (laughs) top of your game pinnacle of your career olympic yeah, current european champion and then next minute you know potentially to lose him to an accident in the field you know like is life with horses isn't it but you know to a to a whole other level and yeah. then i just wanted to quickly touch on obviously the horrific news from today which like i can't even imagine the fact that obviously the, to lose the four horses in the in the accident for anybody that didn't see there was a an accident where the Nick Gauntlet's horse box broke down and there was no hard shoulder and a lorry has crashed into it and killed all four horses, which the fact he was sitting by the side of it and had to watch that like, makes me just feel sick. Yeah. I read that this morning. I just And also, like, is he not the guy who produced... Was it Chilly Morning? Yeah, I think he, he did, yeah. I think he produced him up from a novice right. and then I felt like there was a little bit of... It was kind of a long time ago, and not when when social media wasn't such a thing. But I felt like I remember there being a bit of a like he'd produced it all the way up, and then it was kind of the ride was taken and given to a bigger oh, name. Yeah, it just that's right. We went to Mary King. When just when the horse went to five star level, it went to Mary King, and then Mary found the horse a little bit strong and a bit tricky, um, and she passed the horse over to um, to William. William. Then, but I think yeah, I think I see. I, I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but I just seem to think that he kind of felt. He, you know it was as if he was going to be competing the horse the whole way up having yeah. produced him from scratch and then right at the last minute when it was about to like go glo- go global the horse was moved and unfortunately that's life with horses but you know yeah he's he's had his he's had his ups and downs um i uh 
I don't I don't have I, I, I can't even comment on it to be honest because it's just where would you even start you know horses of that caliber taking well, any horse look any horse doesn't matter whether it's a foal or a fucking 30 year old retiree but those horses at the peak of their fitness going to compete at an international event and all of the time and the years and the effort and the money and the hard you know the hard graft and the hopes and the dreams like wiped out I mean it's very difficult and like I think he thought so much of that horse like it was a stallion he you know he was using yeah. him to breed like his future as well it wasn't even just that horse it was my first thought was the fact that he had to watch it and then like my second thought was straight away was like that chilly morning where you think fucking hell he's done it again he has put the grafting he's gone through you know he's produced this horse up to the top and yet again it's like been t- obviously in a much worse way but still it's like for him to not get that chance to kind of he deserves that chance you know when you produce the horse to be able to show off then what you and that partnership can do yeah for sure like transporting horses freaks me out anyway and I mean that's probably ridiculous because we have a livestock haulage business but I mean I have over the last few years I have seen some horrific things with cattle haulage when it goes wrong mm. uh, and that's it can be very very distressing so this is actually just, this isn't at all what we planned for this episode, um, but I'm just digressing now because I've seen a lot of stuff on social media today about people, you know, saying maybe that we all need heavy duty cones or maybe we need like flashing lights for the back of the ramps or maybe the ramps need to have reflective chevrons or is there anything, because you're like an actual haulage company, so I would imagine you're going to have kind of like the the best sort of, of that sort of side, like the safety side. Is there anything that you have that... By by law, we have to carry busy vests, warning triangles and fire extinguishers and a first aid kit. By law, we have to carry those things, which like, given what happened to them yesterday, is uh, it's like putting a band-aid over a fucking compound fracture. But in the event of an accident, you have to put your warning triangle 50 meters away from you know back to the back of the vehicle yeah generally advice is always the same as it where possible get out of the way get up the embankment on a motorway statistically our survival chances are around 20 minutes and that wasn't a motorway it was an a road so uh, you know with no hard shoulder and apparently it's a very dangerous road this but i read on i read this evening that there's been something like seven fatality 19 19 accidents since june and seven fatalities on that road yeah, I think I read it's like um, so a blind corner and a dip. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go too heavy with it because it's already a very heavy topic, but people are obviously very upset about what's happened and they're all kind of condemning the lorry driver and saying that he's incompetent, useless and stupid. And that just may not be the case. You know, mm. if the horse lorry was in a particularly difficult position, you know, when you're driving a lorry, you, you, you cannot stop. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, no. whatever about transporting livestock, freight sometimes can be worse because it depends how much weight you have on or how fast you're going. Sometimes the lads are running for boats and stuff. I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying that, like, obviously, at one lorry hit another, somebody's at fault. Mm-hmm. But just because they're at fault doesn't necessarily mean they did anything deliberately wrong. Yeah. And also there was an air ambulance call to that scene. I cannot imagine that the driver of the lorry that hit the horse lorry came out of that okay. No, it was and the no photo was asked, pretty. No one has asked how he is. It's just been wall to wall. What a bastard! I hope he rots in hell. With some mm. of the choice phrases I read on Facebook today, no one asked how he was. Yeah, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Like I just think, you know, it's a horrific situation. Yeah, with Nick Gauntlet's horses, but it's just a horrific you know. situation all around, isn't it? Yeah. And if there's anything safety wise that we can do to improve, you know, should that situation? Because I mean, fuck me, horse riders, we all spend our money 
on horses and tack and the lorries are the last things aren't they to get fixed or whatever and you can only be as safe as you can be though like I mean as I said it depends where things happen I I had an episode my lorry I had a back brake chamber blew out on my lorry when I was coming home it was two years ago I was coming home the lorry at five o'clock at night traffic was coming out of Dublin and I was going the same way so the motorway was very heavy with traffic it was howling a gale it was pissing with rain and the light was fading and I was the back brake chamber blew out in the lorry and I put my truck sideways across the road and only I didn't panic if I panicked I'd have flipped the whole thing over but I managed to steer it off the road and I got it as far over as I could um got it onto the gravel on the inside of the hard shoulder mm-hmm. and no one slowed down no one I had hazards I had my warning triangle the whole nine yards I rang for help rang the cops and they were like oh yeah well we don't know they sent the main motorway maintenance guy out but I was 45 minutes unattended on the side of the road and mm. it's not like in the UK and they'll stop traffic to unload horses no matter how busy yeah. motorway it is they told me the best they could do was a rolling roadblock from the junction before which would give me about 20 seconds to get my horse out and into another vehicle and I said no fucking way I can't take that risk and they just they were really really unhelpful and difficult but even though I was on a motorway and I had all my hazards and warning and everything out no one slowed down there were trucks pissing past me at warp speed so I don't know what the solution is no well I think that you know if there's anything that can come from it safety wise that would be fantastic if we can you know but obviously until we know more about the accident we we can't really comment because people have sort of suggested carrying like cones and things, but then obviously other people are saying, yeah, but then you're going to be walking down a motorway, like, you know, placing like flashing beacons or something out and how sensible is that? And so I think for now, it's just going to, we're going to probably have to wait and see until more information comes out about what actually happened as well, you know, because like you say, it's potentially just this bit of road that maybe needs to be looked at. If it's an area of road that's having a high amount of fatalities, it's potentially more that than anybody else's error yeah as i said sometimes people are at fault but they didn't doesn't didn't necessarily mean they did anything wrong yeah um you know so we will move on to our news do you want to go first or shall i you go first okay so first news which was gonna be my wanker of the week i was dead set gonna be i'm gonna have the best wanker of the week although actually yours is gonna take some beating but um <laughs> i was like for sure so there was like going to be a little local show and it was going to be a pony show and a dog show. And Henry caught wind of this and decided that he would take Rupert. Well, Rupert has probably left the farm twice. One of the times me and Henry took him to the vets to get castrated. So it wasn't a particularly happy experience for him. He saw a man who looked in no way suspicious and tried to drag me and Henry over barking ferociously at this man <laughs> uh, like thinking I think that he was a Doberman because that's who he associates with so anyway that was one I can't actually remember the other one but I think we did take him out anyway I said to Henry look we can take him and we can try our best but the chances are he's going to be feral you better take Hugo because at least we know he walks on a lead. So Henry, who's not really that good friends with Hugo most of the time, agreed that we would take Hugo. Little Hugo went and won the class. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so far. Oh, that's great. He won the young handler class. Honestly, it was comical, Krista. Oh, that's brilliant. Did you get pictures? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send you pictures. Then send me over some. We can put them up on social media. That's so cool. So Hugo, it was like, obviously it was very country. So they were all terriers, spaniels and Labradors and a Doberman. 
So I think there was a little bit of like, you know, save your children and your dogs from like the Doberman who shouldn't be here and appears to be controlled by an out of control child. So basically nobody's <laughs> controlling anybody. Um, Hugo ambled around this ring and then stood oh, for the him. judge like he was a fucking show dog, like full on, like, like Crufts. Yes. I think he thought like I've finally been utilized um, <laughs> properly. <laughs> And then when he'd done his little bit, he went and lay down in the grass next to all the other dogs. Like his like a sphinx. Like yes. a sphinx Doberman. Yeah. Honestly, it was That's so nice. And then Henry hysterical. Did you get anything? Did he win anything good? No, just a rosette. Damn it. Um but still, I think Henry was like, why does she struggle so much to win? Because I'm like smashing it over here. First time out and I'm winning, bringing home the bacon. That joker goes out all the time on horses and never comes back with a first. The, the funny thing from it, though, was um, the judge said to Henry, so like, how old's Hugo? And Henry said, do you want it in dog years or human years? Because he's the same age as me. So in dog years, that, and you could just see the judge like, giggling away like thinking fucking hell if I ask this kid one question and you're gonna get like war and peace <laughs> that's amazing so cute so that was oh that's really good no good for my wanker of the week but it was cute Rupert did the waggiest tail and Henry said wasn't feeling very waggy so didn't win <laughs> um <laughs> did, did he behave though was he good I think good is probably like strong. He was not horrific. He was friendly, but very exuberant. Well, I mean, you know, it's good to be, it's good in life to be an enthusiast. But he wasn't enthusiastic in the tail department, and that's really what we were looking for. Did you bring a bonio? Do you have any no. bonio in your pocket? Well, to Please be honest, that's what you need. the problem was there were springers in the class. Well, they never stop, do they? They can't exactly. help it. They like, wag their tails in their sleep. So a man stood next to us said, the problem here is you've brought a Labrador to a springer's fight. And I thought, yes, that's yeah, true. Like, it's funny you say that, though, because I, I, I always think that's a bit unfair because I, I had this mare years ago. She just came across a picture of it yesterday on, on my social media. And she was a French bred mare, really, really nice, good looking bay horse. But anyway, the whole thing was a bit of a crapshoot. And in the end, out of desperation, I took it in the hand showing. <laughs> you know me, you know, it's not the sort of thing that I would go to unless I was desperate. <laughs> and um, I, she didn't do well at all. She came last in all the classes. And someone told me it was because I was taking a supermodel to a women's institute meeting. So all the other mares were like big, heavy set Irish mares, really like correct mares, but like yeah. you know, proper, proper substantial yokes. And I was like, well, what's I thought showing was supposed to be about the supermodels. So, yeah, I think bringing a Labrador to a Spaniel fight. Well, how do you just, it doesn't advertise as a Spaniel fight, does it? Exactly. And also, oh, Oscar, just you want to just don't let him lose his confidence. Would have so been worse if we'd brought her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, poor thing. Well, that's what Henry yeah. said. Oh, well, if Grace hadn't died, she'd have been great for this. I mean, oh, selfish Grace, wasn't it? <laughs> like, he was completely inconvenienced about, like, by the whole... she not <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Had only she hung on. She'd have held on a bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. In horsey news, my bougie pony's been home. James, oh, anyone who's like, listens who's local. James Jopling, honest to God, has just done the best job ever on this horse. He Brilliant. has put the 
best manners into him. He is amazing to hack out. Like, just he's done an absolutely amazing job. Like, and I've had the best fun hacking him out in Bougie's accent. That's what's tickled me the most. Um, <laughs> so there's two thoroughbreds in a field near us that gallop up and down. Bougie literally just walks past them, looks at them like, okay, so I am a little bit too fancy for you. You think that you can... <laughs> It's true. Look at my fringe. <laughs> okay, they, they think they can canter next to me, but look at me prance. You cannot prance like I can prance. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've had immense fun with that, to be honest with you. That's kept me fully entertained. And then I feel like I'm totally like mm, droning on. But um, I just wanted to really quickly say I had such a good lesson on money. And I know that people really fucking hate drawings. And I get that. And I'm not about to convert anybody. Like, that's Everything not my gig. Place. Everything has its place. But this fucking horse has come to us... And yes, look, he could go out and do dressage, but he was not using himself properly at all. And I know that the last thing people associate draw reins with is making a horse work properly. But for this horse, draw reins have enabled us to teach him to use his back. He's never been able to do flying changes because of the problems, you know, like his kiss and spine. That's something he finds really, really difficult. And that's kind of what's holding us back a little bit in his jumping is he's actually, he's not just getting the wrong leg because he can actually counter canter all right. He's disunited a lot of the time because he braces so much when he's in the ring. He can't, he won't let me help him and he won't help himself. And it's a bit of a shit show. Anyway, we've kind of, I've not wanted to push him too much with it because I feel like physically it's hard for him. We set this little exercise up to just kind of see where he was at. He was in a snaffle. I mean, when he came to me, I couldn't hold one side of that horse in anything, really, in barbed wire. I mean, I still can't at a show. But he was in a snaffle. He was in draw reins. We set this little exercise up, and Carla said, he's very, very soft. He's working very nicely. Let's take these draw reins off him. He did this exercise in a snaffle with nothing else, Caverson, Martingale, nothing. And he stayed up through his back, and he voluntarily offered us changes. Brilliant. We were both just so, so, so proud of him. Like, I just was over the moon. That's amazing. I'm delighted to hear that. That's really good. And he's obviously feeling really well and happy and starting to join the dots a bit as well, which is great news. At least, you know, those things are always good for your own confidence because at least you feel like you're on the right path. I know. You know, when they're relaxed and you're getting to take tack off them instead of having to put tack on them and they're kind of getting more chill and more relaxed and they're kind of getting it together then you know it's good as I said it's good for your own sort of everyday confidence especially when you're working away by yourself yeah I, I just felt like it was so rewarding for him to be happy like that's what I want for him you know he wasn't in the drawings to make him look pretty because I'm a show jumper it doesn't matter at all what they look like and if he was happy with his head stuck in the air like a giraffe then fine for me but it was to teach him to be able to use his body and he's learned that and I was I was just like over the moon that's yeah that's amazing so what about you um so I've been to the vets twice more since taught you last that's fun sake <laughs> yeah Bear's like he's um, back from Tokyo I'm gonna make the most of him I just don't know she I'm trying to give her more time out in the fields because I just she's just a bit sour and a bit pissed off or whatever and 
she had burst blood vessels in her front leg and yeah. we uh, scanned it and everything that was fine I have seen it before and I know it said last day and then we we rested it and iced it and all the rest of it and it was really good and she was back hacking and back doing a bit or whatever and then she started back into work like proper and then the next thing the leg blew up again it's really uncommon that it would happen twice so you know it, sh- it should have been okay I'm, I'm not really sure what 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 was going on there but it was the same thing again the leg's completely fine again now so she's due to be shod tomorrow um she is in work she is so far doing the thing she's hacking and doing a bit of light schooling um and I just want to try and kind of push on a bit now but I'm trying to give her as much time out in the field as I can because I just I really lost my way with her and it has like it sounds really pathetic I know but like emotionally that was hard for me because I have a great relationship with the horse and have had from the beginning and I just felt like we were so at odds with each other it's not that you know I'm not an aggressive fighter it's not that I was fighting with her it's just that connection that I had with her it's just just felt really wrong so I've turned the earth upside down trying to fix things and help things and troubleshoot things and probably spent a fortune on a whole load of crap she didn't need but she's really good and happy now she's as I said she's up and going and the leg looks okay and we'll just see ping is in great form she's going really well oh that's so good um, feels yeah feels a very different horse so I'm really excited to see what happens there and so what do you think's Molly, been the turning point for her is there something you've changed um, well I'm reluctant I'm reluctant to definitely hang my hat on it until I've pushed it on a bit and gone a few like, yeah. a few places and just see how that goes but um obviously I had her tested for PSSM type mm. 2 um she's negative to type 1 she's negative to all of the variants of type 2 as well but I had I put her onto the PSSM type 2 diet mm-hmm. um and included in that is is the 10,000 milligrams of pure vitamin E a day the normal dose is something like 1800 milligrams is, is a high dose for a horse oh, okay. these PSSM horses um are put on a on a on a daily dose of 10,000 milligrams and She's on a really high fiber diet, no con- no cereal, no con- like no concentrates, nothing like that. She's just on a high fiber diet, um, with a good level of protein, and um, yeah, I, I don't I I presume it is that that's made the difference. Yeah, um, I hope it's that that's made the difference um, because that's that can be maintained. So we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, she's in terrific form. She's just she's trying so hard and she's so willing and she's just she's always been such a trouty old cow and <laughs> I always you know but I always kind of knew she was a genuine horse yeah um she's always just been such a fucking diva princess it's always been like yeah go on meet me then yeah but like I don't think that's how she is I think that's just how she's been because she hasn't felt great yeah and I'm just so chuffed with her that like, she's so willing and so like giving it socks and doing her best and I just yeah I'm thrilled with her um, and Molly's getting her front shoes back on tomorrow. She'll do another, another five or six weeks with her and then let her off till next year. It's nothing very exciting. I put extra sand on my arena. There's been some problems with the arena, as I said last time. So the extra sand has gone in. The fibre is here and we just need to get the fibre into the arena and then mix into the sand. So I'm, I'm sure any day now we'll get that done. <laughs> but that's that's an amazing thing to have, to, to have got done. And I got a new hot wash as well. Um, <gasps> That's which I'm dream. delighted with. Ping's had a, yeah, Ping had a hot bath. So that was great. <laughs> That'll suit her being the diva that she is. Oh yeah, she got a hot bath and then she went under the lights to dry off. And my husband <laughs> was like, "What the actual like?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm in here slumming it with barely lukewarm water, and she's out there with her hot wash and her 
for heat lamps. So I don't really have any news other than, you know, we're making progress with things, which is a lot better than the no, no progress of the last yeah. while. No, that's great because as well, that's, that's like setting you up to move forward, isn't it? You're getting the facilities in place. So that hopefully when the horses are in place, you've got, because that's going to make such a difference, hopefully, to your arena. Hope so. Like, you know, everything we do is on a shoestring budget. We just don't have disposable income for it. So we either have to save up for it or sell stuff to achieve it. And yeah. so like everything is the cheapest thing we can afford. And it's it's take, it's so slow. Yeah. Um, but in its own way, to me personally, it means a bit more when I have it then because I know that yeah. we had to work really hard to get it. We can't just swan out and spend 40 grand on a surface like we've had to sort of do it the hard way. And the same with the stables and the same with putting in the heat lamps and the same with getting the hot wash. Like it, it's all taken years and years yeah. to do do it um so by the time I'm ready to hang up my saddle and I've had enough of this bullshit I'm gonna have like my dream facility I know <laughs> that's what's like, the hard thing on. isn't it is you feel like it's so slow that like we're probably gonna have given up through sheer fucking exhaustion by the time you know the places I think like for me I've known that fiber would make a massive difference to my arena for about two years but like we haven't got the spare money to put fiber in the fucking arena so Every summer when it gets dry and I'm riding and digging up, you know, down to Australia in the arena, I'm like, fibre would make such a fucking difference here. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's no fucking fibre in it. I, I hate sand arenas. I really do. My sand arena has just, it's, it, it's like a labour of Hercules. It's ridiculous. But nonetheless, you know, <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> I think my, my poor husband is like, I don't want to talk about sand ever again. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> I hate dude, the I, beach. I hate the arena. <laughs> just can't deal with sand sand only <laughs> sand only ever brings bad things into my life so um but it's great like so the next next thing we're going to do is is we the, the only problem with putting the fiber in is that our, our double jobbing land management tools are fine for just sand but they're not fine for sand and fiber um, so now we have to um get to buy one of those fancy dan harrows but yeah. the with the little rolly things and the spikes in there. They are, except I found a guy in the north who is, he's amazing. He has done a lot of levelers in the north, into the south and into the UK. And he rang me the other day to have a chat about it. And I asked him for a quote and I was like, you know, braced thinking I'm going to be 98 before I can afford this. And I couldn't believe the price. I was just overjoyed. So our topic for this week is um five things that you can't be without what and then also i think it was one thing that you have bought that you've wasted your money so i've got like a massive list of things because i realized that the things that i really love i've probably talked about a lot on here so i kind of just thought i'm just gonna write loads down and and then also I had a few, not bad ones, but ones that haven't been successful particularly. Like I don't think they're worth the money, but they're not necessarily bad. Okay, so I'll really quickly, I'll rattle through the ones that I've talked about. I know I've talked about before. Um, stirrups, absolutely adore my tech. Are they Venice, I think? Just genuinely, honestly have saved my bacon multiple times when you fall off as much as I do and you fall off in the same way do you fall off in the same way all the time no I only fall off about once every two years I'm I'm not saying that to brag I'm saying that because I'm very old and every time I fall off I break something um 
I don't I don't I don't really know I've I thought I'm not that reliable with my falling off it, you you go it, and it depends on the horse too like I find some horses always go one way some horses mix it up I always seem to go I suppose generally I fall off stoppers ones that will stop and run out so I always kind of dismount so I'm gonna like my right leg tends to swing over and I'll go like obviously head first and then usually my left foot would be stuck in the stirrup and the stirrup that's so horrible do you get the stirrup always opens and I hear it open and it will let my foot out like I honestly those stirrups are just the best thing ever invented like I just the fact that Ben has willingly bought me three pairs speaks volumes for those stirrups because he fucking hates buying horsey shit that's good though and it's it is like it's shit to fall but I like getting dragged I mean like what? yeah horrendous yeah. so it's great if you've got you know something that's reliable and trustworthy that makes you feel a bit safer I yes. mean it's invaluable really absolutely adore those half pad We've discussed the half pad, but it had to feature, didn't it? Because I adore that half pad of Carla's, which she has resigned herself to never seeing again. When she came the other day, she said, Manny's going very well. I think, I'm sure a lot of it's that half pad, which I'm never going to get back, am I? And I was like, no. But you weren't using it anyway. Look at how well the horse is going. Yeah, I mean, look at how well he's going. Like, you know, if she had it to lend, then she, she can lend it for a bit longer slash forever, surely. I think if she ever asked it back, I'd be like, which half pad? I don't think I've got what your What are you talking pad? about? I don't have a half pad. I don't know what you're on about. Have a drink of water and a sit down. Oh, you never gave me a half pad. Um, so I know that I've definitely... Um, I've spoken about those and I've also spoken about um, the Equiami, which I rate hugely, especially used it on Manny with his kissing spine. Um, it really improved pancake. I talked about that. My physio really likes it. So that's um, a really good one. And I also spoke about Pan's Bridal, which is a ripoff of the, I should have looked that up and I haven't. Um I think it's the cavalcade. Um, it's this the one that's funny shaped and it's lined with sheepskin. Oh, you've got the sheepskinny one, haven't you? Yeah, mm. yeah. And Pan really, really likes that. I don't know if anybody else necessarily would find it good or Pan's crazy. Pan does his, you know, dances to his own beat. He likes it. So they're the ones that like I know I've covered before, but I just quickly, quickly mentioned. Um, a couple of new ones. I really rate Coolex rugs. Have you tried those? Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. I've got two. I like them too, yeah. I've because, got, you I've know, like, two. I love a Thermotex, but the straps aren't so good, are they? You know, like... No, they're not. And also, what's the difference? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get into a, like, fibre by fibre analysis of it, but I'm not, I don't see a big enough difference other than, obviously, the price tag. I do love a Thermotex. They're, they're wonderful and we all want them, but the, the Coolex one is, I'm, I'm not seeing such a big difference other than, as I said, it's cheaper and the horses are really comfortable in them. So, I, and as you say, they're cross their single instead of that stupid strap. So it's a lot better, I think. But even the front strap is just more secure, like, because sometimes for mine in the winter, like if they've worked, I yeah. leave it under their rug. 
And you can't really do that with a Thermotex. Like you can, but it's kind of potentially in the morning, they're going to be like disheveled. Where with the Kulex, like they're like a normal rug. So I really, really rate those. Or just not to interrupt you, I have a Kulex exercise sheet as well. So it's waterproof on top and it's Kulex underneath. Ooh. It is heavy. Is it not, not heavy as in, you know, it doesn't weigh a ton, but I mean, it's, it's a warm yeah. rug. So if your horses are like fully clipped out and you're like, you know, having to, as we are having to sort of manage pretty shit conditions all winter, I really recommend them. They're a bit more expensive than the average crap, but they're really good. So um, as I said, I do have one. I use it a lot and I really rate it and they're incredibly waterproof and warm. So I might need one of those because I'll tell you what I've got that I love. I've got a Thermotex quarter sheet, which I really love for schooling because I can like rip it off really easy. But obviously it's not waterproof. Yeah, uh, the, the waterproof one's really good. Insanely waterproof because, you know, things often get sold to us as waterproof. It's one of my soapbox topics I won't bore you with, but aren't waterproof in any way. That's on my um, bad so list. Really good. And I, <laughs> same, same. <laughs> um, and I've, I've washed mine a few times and it's, it's perfect. So I really recommend that. So if you like the rugs, you'll definitely like one of these. Mm, I think that might have to go on my birthday list. My next one is a feed one. Something I really, really rate is Coppatrician. So Prem particularly, she would really struggle change of season. Her coat would go like she was supposed to be black and her coat would kind of just go really orangey and like shitty looking. And it was Carla who said to me like, just try giving her some Coppatrician because she said like, I've used it on mine at change of season and it really has picked them up. Oh my God, the difference. Like I took pictures of the mare. She was like a different horse. And I then started using it on Belinda as well. And it was those two that just used to go a little bit poor at change of coat times. Yeah. Yeah. So Coppatrician is definitely one that I always have in. And like, you know, when I buy a young one, if it just looks a bit poor or something, always be something I would go to. Um, I love this is probably useful for very few people but inky dinky saddles if you've got a young child absolutely cannot beat them in my opinion they are the safest best idea ever genius i wish i could get a bigger one for breaking in horses i love steuben saddle soap Stubbs feed buckets are indestructible unless you are Belinda and manage to put your foot through them. But in fairness, the reason I have included this is because I worked out that feed bucket was from my first pony. So it was 26 years old. <laughs> That's pretty good, no in fairness. Pretty good fucking going, considering any bucket that I buy at the minute seems to last five minutes and that bugger's like basically an antique resilient resolutely refusing to die yeah until belinda was like i know <laughs> i just, just like, i just want a new fucking accessorize yeah i want to accessorize myself i'm just gonna wear this for today and then my last one honestly is a bit of like i saw this in being cute and i was like oh, i want it and it was one of those have you seen them you mount them to the wall it's a hose pipe and then you pull it and then when you finished it reels it back in for you well, so did you get it? Yeah, well, I saw the price and I was like, I'm not paying it. Because it was like 50 pounds. It's a lot of money for a fucking hose pipe. But I was pregnant and Ben was like, You shouldn't be carrying water buckets. So he was like, Look, uh, yeah. 
I'm going to buy it because I'd rather you didn't carry buckets. And he said, also, you drag your buckets, which makes you break buckets continually. So I feel like I'll save money on buckets. It's a game changer. Like it's the best thing in the world. Everyone needs one in their life. That's cool. We have a poor man's version of that. We welded the hub of a tire to a wall. And I have to I wrap the hose around that. It doesn't go back by itself. I'm for a bit let down now, to be honest. I'm having to manually put the hose back around the reel every time. And you're over there, just let Pinging. go and it goes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not living well enough. I think I need one of those. I'm living the dream. <laughs> I was often interested in, you know, those, you know, those crinkly hoses, that the JML jobs, oh. like, that shrink back to like a, like a, a, a two jillionth of their size. I don't trust them. I don't feel like they're, they're I didn't bastards. get one. Don't. I don't feel Literally. like they no. biggest waste of money ever that that could be on my waste of yeah. money fucking list that basically if you look at it it springs a leak so you end up with just a sprinkler system yeah i think it's sort of designed for sort of genteel people with gardens aren't they not like gi janes with our fucking <laughs> commando swat training horse yards what about you what are your must-haves um so my favorite things on my list here my very my absolute favorite favorite things i realize how spoiled i'm gonna sound when i say this so just you know don't judge me or do Go whatever it. it's either is fine <laughs> um my devacue saddles um when i was in the uk i went back to the uk for a year and in, in 2000 and i the yard i went to there everything was like wall to wall devacue and i rode out a few horses in them over there and i was like oh my god this is like the pinnacle of tack and um they just suit me really well i've ridden in a few different types and brands and stuff and i always come back to these so i have one that i bought what is the only side i've ever bought like brand brand new that has um been really really good so i have a devil keychain and i love it i've talked about it before and i have a makila dresser saddle which i bought secondhand from ebay good old ebay um and i love them they just suit me and i think once you know what suits you it's hard to go away from it girth equip girth look i'm just gonna can spit out here they're bonkers money they are they are bonkers money but they are absolutely amazing um i have two of the e-pearls which are sheepskin lined and they're like they're kind of like a polymer plastic on the outside and they've got elasticated straps and they're sheepskin lined the sheepskin is like a permanent fixture and they're absolutely fucking amazing you just you ride in them they get a bit grotty put them in the washing machine and they come out like so like just amazing like perfect like you know how normally it's something sheepskin you wash it and it's crap yeah these come out like brand new every time you wash them and they are just amazing. I couldn't recommend them more highly. They're really wide as well. So they're, and they're, they're slightly shaped. So com- they seem to be comfortable for the horses. Um, and then my other one's my solarium. I have like got comparatively the shittest, cheapest, barely just about tacked together solarium uh, with a really dodgy plug that gets very hot. And I'm always worried it's going to burn my wooden stables down. But nonetheless, it's just, just it's amazing. I don't know how I did a winter without it. Like, it was really, really cheap compared to other ones on the market and it's really really good i hate the cold and so the horses they stand under it and they're like oh this is great except bear bear won't stand under the light she veers off at some <sighs> random angle we've had this discussion haven't on we on the cross ties and the, yeah ping is all and molly are like oh yeah this is good but bear just is too busy trying to prove how tough she is <laughs> Or something I don't really know. She she doesn't like the heat lamps, but yeah, they're just amazing. And on that really hot, those really cold days in the winter, working under lights is just delightful. And I got as I said at the start of the show, I got my new hot wash. The hot wash freaks me out because like there's a bottle of propane strapped to it, and I'm like, 
to me, I don't see a hot wash with a bottle of propane. To me, I see a fire hazard or potentially a bomb. And, um, yeah, well, it's not it's, a very good combination, your hot wash and your solarium. No, no, we, we can't. Those two, now the twain shall meet. <laughs> um, little spark and a boom, boom. And it was all over. Uh, like a cartoon, you know, all black with your hair all on end saying, like, I just wanted to wash ping. <laughs> I know, yeah, seriously. Or my husband going, well, you're whinging enough about them. Now it's, you know, you've nothing to whinge about now. Um, but it's, it, the water's hot immediately. Like you literally turn on the tap, it ignites itself, which is incredible because that saves me faffing around with more flammable things. <laughs> and the water comes out, like if you turn it up, like it's immediately hot. Yeah. Like I, my mind is blown by this because I live in a house <laughs> where that doesn't happen in the tap system of our, in the plumbing system of our house. That doesn't happen. And I'm like, maybe I should be showering outside. Like, maybe I need to, this is my my new life now. It's my hot wash. It's not, screw the horses. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's really good. My absolute, like, love, 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 love. And could not recommend more highly if you're an OCD turnout freak like me. I have a set of handheld clippers. I always think the handheld clippers is a stupid thing. That's how we describe them because all clippers are handheld. These are rechargeable. They're not plugged into the mains i don't know how what description you use for that like Those cordless there's lots cordless thank you there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah go krista um from a company in ireland called ergo pro i just i have to mention them by name because these clippers are so fucking incredible do you know how normally these little clippers are just a Shit. bit crap they're not up yeah. for much these ones are unbelievable i have had them for a year and they are such workhorses they do heels legs withers bridle paths i do the tails with them battery charging them is really 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 like lasts for ages i can do four or five horses with them the blades are they... not gone blunt which do they scalp them you know like no, if you use the I little clip heads ones all I... right oh, okay you can set the depth you can set so it can go from like one millimeter to like this is 1.3 1.6 1.9 or whatever so i i fully clip out the heads with them as well and they're amazing yeah no because that's so what annoys really me about the for... little ones you know is then when you just want to do a head you go from like you know kind of however long hair to suddenly looking like they've surgical mm. surgical yeah yeah no these are these are these are good job so yeah and they're they're really 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 inexpensive comparatively again i'm like such a bargain hunter it's ridiculous so yeah i i couldn't recommend them any more highly they're just the best job ever and my horses look like salon ready horses all the time and I love it I love that I just it looks like I've been working for hours but I've like literally been dicking around for five minutes in my little clippers and I just think that's the result yeah my other one is um I have a thing called an equestic um it's a clip that goes onto your saddle flap behind your leg uh, and it attack it's it it connects by bluetooth to an app on your phone and it's absolutely amazing. It you have to sign, you get a certain amount free, like three months free or something when you buy the clip, and then you have to sign up for a year. But it tracks everything. It tracks your horse's symmetry. It tracks down to literally how many transitions you did, which paces you did them in and out of, how much time you spent on each rein in each pace, the horses, the amount of Gs they're putting down into the ground in each pace, if they're putting slightly less pressure on one leg or another or you know it can show up an injury coming really early so yeah and it's 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 absolutely brilliant so 
I I love mine. Sometimes for someone like me, that kind of thing can be a bit too much information. They sent me an obsess. email today to tell me that there was, yeah, they sent me, any, they, they have an incredible customer support network and the guy that runs it, I got an email from them today saying there was like a 6% difference in ping symmetry and she's putting down more weight in her left foot. And I'm like, on the one hand, I'm like, oh my fucking God, like what the hell is wrong with this horse now? Mm. But on the other hand, I suppose it's all accumulated information. So like it, it could be too much if you're a bit nerdy. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's a really, really good way of, of tracking what you're doing every day. And it yeah. saves it all on file for you. So you can go back and look at what you did two months ago. So that's good. Um, and my last one is my Treadstep Show Gear. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine was, was selling, because there's a warehouse sale, like at a Treadstep, and she was selling a lot of the gear for them. And I managed to pick up a couple of pairs of britches, some show shirts, a new jacket and some long boots um, just for, you know, the, just a little bit. It was end of line clearance type thing. Um, and I have just got the most beautiful show gear and I managed to get it for a hell of a lot less than it would have cost in shops. And I think it's just quite nice to go out to a show in really nice, well-fitting clothes that you're kind of proud of. You don't feel like quite such a, I don't know, standout. Or, you know, like everybody else is in all the cool shit and you're in not that. So it's quite nice. I think it's, yeah. So that was, they're all, all, all bargain basements, really, actually, all of those things, apart from the clip. But and the goose. that's me finished with my waffling. Now. Um, okay. Well, are we going to go on to our bad? So these, none of these are like bad things. I will definitely have wasted money, 100%. I said this to Krista, but I think I must have repressed it. I think I'm so desperate to never let Ben find out that I, I obviously hide the evidence even from myself. So the none of these are bad, but these are things where I'm like, mm, I don't know that I would buy it again or like it was probably more than, like it cost more than I think it's worth. So the first one is... I can't actually remember what the, the name of the brushes are. Do you know those brushes that everyone has? Like they're like the must-have brushes. The Haas brushes. That's it. Oh my God, the Haas brushes, yeah. So I wouldn't have spent that on a set of brushes. No way, no fucking way. But Ben bought me them as an anniversary present a few years back. And that's like, it was lovely. And I was really excited to get them because the, the social media like frenzy about them. I don't think they're all that. They're just fucking brushes. Like the nice brushes, but someone got brushes. me some for Christmas. Yeah, someone got me some for Christmas, and I, I don't know, I, I'm, a brush, it's a brush. Yeah, I don't see the difference between that and my, you know, five quid bargain basement from the the local tax shop. I'm sorry, I hate to be a philistine. I'm sure that people rave about them, and I just don't get it. I'm I don't prepared to be educated differently, but I just don't get it. And like, I think because you have to use about eighty five brushes in a certain order. If you brushed any horse with 85 brushes, it's going to be fairly spandangly, isn't it? Just use the fucking hose pipe. Do you know what I mean? Like, stop dicking around. Just use the hose pipe. Yeah. How I... would you remember? Like, you do. Like, when you're getting into needing a manual oh. to groom your horse that isn't from the pony club or the BHS, obviously, no disrespect. <sighs> you know, when you need a diagram of like this brush and then that brush and then this cloth and then that brush and the cloth and the. I don't. Does, any, I don't think, does anybody have time for that? Well, I do not. Because. When I first got them, I was so excited and that I religiously followed the protocol, the brushing protocol. Oh, I couldn't use this brush before this brush and I had to use it. Like this one was for this color. This one was for this. 
now they're all in the bottom of my bag and I pick whichever brush is closest and cleanest. Yeah, I just kind of use them randomly and they're nice brushes, but like exactly like you, if I've got to like write down the order and the colour, like I've got, that's admin. Like I haven't got time for brushing admin. (laughs) It's admin, yeah. Yeah, it is admin. And then you're going to need HRs and PAs and... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you on the board. My second one, I'm kind of like now, like, oh, am I being harsh after you've done your girth one? So I've got the Steuben Fancy Girth. And I was so excited to get it because I follow... Is that the Eco Soft or Equi Soft? Yeah, I've got that one. Okay. I love it. I love the look of it. It feels really soft. I like the design. That's why I bought it was because it made sense to me. I'll be honest, I don't think I've noticed a difference in a single horse that I've put it on. Okay. And that pisses me off a bit. And to be honest, I can't remember which one of my mares it was. It might have been Prem, that it actually rubbed her. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, I noticed that then. We actually swapped it into like a memory foam neoprene girth that I think cost about £15 and she went better. Well, I'm telling you, you know those saddle pads that we found on the the, the potential stand-ins for the for the yeah. saddle pad saddle pad. Yeah. So the cheapo job that I got for like twenty quid on eBay or not yeah. eBay Amazon. Best fucking thing ever. I'm telling. Sometimes we just don't need to spend fortunes on stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I never, I never can because my husband's like, I don't think so, love. We need to eat, and yeah. you know. I don't really care if Ping likes X, Y, Z or not that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, best job ever, 20 quid. I've got saddle pads in there that have cost me an extra zero. Yeah. And um, this cheapy one is fucking brilliant. So I'm, I'm all for that. Never moves, never bodges. And there's never any pressure. Like, you know, when sometimes if they've got like a pressure pad, nothing like that. It's, it's get one, I'm telling you. I'm going to get so the next good. one. I guess it's going to be hot pink to match my hot pink jacket. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and my last one, which I think is maybe going to be yours, is fucking waterproof coats. Find me a coat that does not resemble a goddamn sponge. Who has a magical coat? I can answer this question thanks to my amazing, amazing Black Levanting audience because I went to them and I was like, last winter I spent a bollocking fortune on a coat because I'm so done with being soaked. And as well as doing horses... I'm also like calving cows and doing all kinds of, you know, hauling cattle and things in the rain, in the wind. I just can't, I don't have it like you, not a single waterproof coat. So I threw it out to the Black Levanting audience and they, they were incredible. Apparently what we need to be doing is reading the fine print on jackets. So we need to be looking for an absolute minimum of like 15,000 millimetres I'm actually writing down of as in that's how much it can stand yeah stand up to so I decided to go whole hog and I started looking for like 25,000 millimeter allowance for coats and stuff apparently most horsey coats are like 2,500 which is like fuck all and then there was some other people who were saying you can spray your jackets with waterproof stuff and spray the I'm not down for that I just want a coat that fucking works that I put on Snap. take off and move on with my life yeah I don't want no to admin. be 
no admin exactly um so yeah sailing jackets are the job i haven't got one yet but i'm going to because i had i cried for the day it rained and by 11 o'clock i'd gone through three jackets and i actually i was in horrendous mood for the rest of the day mm-hmm. and i was like what's wrong with you i'm like i'm so sick of being wet yeah I'm sick of that. I can't deal with it anymore. And he's like, well, you're hiding that well. I was like an antichrist. I was depressed about it. I was fucking depressed over it. <laughs> like pink. So, yeah. yeah, exactly like pink. Sad sideways donkey ears. I was in the back of my stable <laughs> refusing to have anything to do with anybody. I was so upset. Like, I'm just sick of it. And I'm like, how can it be? Like, I'm not, you know, the thing that gets me is like, we're not out on the Bering Sea. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know we're out in all kinds of weather, but like, we're not on the Bering Sea. And yet, like, what's the, they wear, like, is that what we need to do now? We need to wear like oil skins. I'm like, I'd consider it. At this point, I'm going to train my young horses to be galoshes proof. So, yeah, minimum of 25,000 millimeters is what you want. Sailing coats. They have all the sailing best of sailors. I love yeah. deck shoes as well. Maybe I just need to take up sailing. I, I actually to. went, I took Henry out in a rowboat today. I hate sailing. I was rowing. Oh my God, I went on a swan-shaped peddler earlier this year with Charlie. It's brilliant. <laughs> rowing is cool though. Did you like it? I love it. I liked like, it. Proper rowing looks hard, but like sailboat row? Did you no, enjoy I, it? Yeah? I did the rowing. <laughs> I'm doing vigorous. I've just belted my elbow off the chair, doing vigorous rowing. <laughs> it was good. But I mean, granted, I was in the You can get quite a bit of steam. But you can get quite a bit of speed up. Yeah, the horsey guy's got big shoulders. You can get quite. You can get going. You know what I mean. The only thing was, I'll tell you, it highlighted something interesting because usually, so my right arm, which is the one I broke and's got pins and plates, that one is my weak arm. To row, that was my strong arm. Isn't that weird? There you go. Did Henry love it? I was rowing at a jaunty angle. (laughs) He had the best time. Like honestly. And then he took the O's and O's? O's? O's. <laughs> nah, O's. maybe I'm not a ruling girl. <laughs> Fuck it. I also did spend a lot of the time calling them paddles. Take the paddles. But they are kind of our paddles. Um, I, I, he I crashed us into I, someone. Oh, no. Yeah, like full-on T-boned someone. Oh, and it made it in. worse that it looked like I was rowing because I was holding the rope, the fuck me, the oars, oars, and but he was like rowing, and I was just kind of keeping him in sequence. <laughs> <laughs> and I was back to the thing that we t-boned. So basically, it was his fault, is what I'm trying to say. And I had no part to play in the incident. We we went on a swan pedalo in the summer um myself and the child and that was great fun that was great fun and he whinged actually while he was on the pedal and I got I, I got it on video somehow where I was like saying to him I can't believe it we're in the middle of a lake on a fucking pedal and you're still whinging like I was very tempted to just shove him in but but he would have loved that he would have loved that completely <laughs> that would just probably would have been better than the pedal to be honest yeah. I'm amazed you kept him in the pedal yeah I suppose retrospectively so am I um <laughs> <laughs> This summer, every time he's seen so much as a puddle, he's been stripped off and head first into it. Like, he's just mad for water. Like, he's like, he's, a, he's like, like a Labrador. Yeah, or one of those ponies, you know, that, like, rolls every time you take it to the beach or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, I mean, you know, good for you doing the fact. I mean, look, you're already ready. You're ready for boating equipment now. 
Oh, I am. I'm getting myself a yeah. fucking sailing jacket. I'm I'm going there. I've got the deck shoes. See, yeah, you see, there's this the only thing is, right, because I like spend my entire life, as I have said earlier in this podcast, like I buy everything like as cheap as I can afford it because I haven't got any money. So I do everything like economy and it takes time and I have to save up for it and stuff. But I have some like a couple of really nice things. Like I have a Lucinda green jacket, not a show jacket, like a like a yeah, you know, a socializing jacket. A jacket not for the yard. I don't know what you call those things. I like um, a kind of like a one that you keep for good. Yeah, which is hilarious because they never lose the wardrobe. Um, <laughs> you have a few little bits and bobs like that that are just too nice. Yeah, to sort of horse in. And so this one particular company, the, the initials are HH, uh, and they do all sailing jackets. Okay. They're actually I have to be I have to be fair and say that they're not for a designer wear really not that expensive but their jackets are f- like insanely waterproof okay and I just I, I I'm gonna buy one for the yard but because they're like so fancy I almost feel like I I'll buy it and then I'll be like no I'll just put that too in the good yeah and um, it's too good for the yard I'm better than I was at that because Ben's like the opposite Ben's like buy something and adult like wear it wear it out you know I'm the yeah. sort of person that I would buy something, save it, save it, save it, and then it would go out of fashion or I'd grow out of it or something better would come along and I would be like, you couldn't give it away then. It was worth nothing and I didn't want it anymore. Cause, and like, so I have got a little bit better, but I'm still a little bit like that where you look at something and you're like, say £200 or something. You're like, I, can't, I'm, yeah, I cannot I can't bear to cover that in shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'll have to just... I, I will I will do it I will do it I'm gonna buy one of these fancy designer jackets even um, if you buy one and put it in the wardrobe and then one day when you've been soaked through three times by 11 o'clock and your ears are sideways like pings you'll be like fuck it yeah. I'm putting the HH jacket on yeah, I'm putting it on <laughs> I am putting it on I just can't do it so uh I'm right with you so anyway yes there you go that's that's what you should do you need to look for your waterproof rating um and sailing jackets um and I feel like this is going to change our lives. I am down for my life being changed, 100%. What else do you have? What else are your bad things that we can maybe solve? So my first one is, you know those soft lungeades? That, you know, they're, they're the soft rope and they go over the withers. Uh, yeah. Up and between the front legs and to the bit. I, I find that the horses, they, they don't do anything. And you can't really adjust them very much. And I... I, that was for me that was my kind of like a bit of a waste of money Carla hates those um, yeah well I do too just because it doesn't do anything um, <laughs> so I what did I do with it oh I changed it into like I, I started using it for the breakers then I changed it into this I have, I have this really cool thing um, I'll have to show you a picture of it at some stage um, so instead of side reins trying to get a young horse used to wearing a bridle and a bit and having you know pressure on its mouth mm-hmm. so I use my lunging aid for this so what you put it onto um onto clips um from the bit back through the clips on the I'm not describing this well clips on the on the roller so that it completely it can move left and right like whichever yeah. way they turn there's a bit of pressure but it doesn't block them the same way that a side rein does yeah so it's a bit nicer for them so that's what I I used it for that. I just cut it up and used it for that. It was much more yeah. useful when I did it for that. So I suppose it probably wasn't wasn't an absolute waste of money in the end. Um, but yeah, uh, riding tights. Oh, I hate and I realised I'm going to get shot shot dead for this. 
I'm I don't so have you. a confirmation. They fall down and then they roll down. And then, then I, I just, I just can't, I cannot find them that stay still, stay put. I just, I need to be able to clip myself in. Yeah, I've got to be able to clip yourself in and then everything stays put. And also this like a camel toe shit. is a very real massive. View. It's either camel toe or it's saggage. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's saggage. Like there's, it, it's not comfortable either way. No. And they don't, they slip, they slip down all the time. You need braces. If you're going to go hard <laughs> or go home, you need braces. And you just need to go last and summer wine on it. <laughs> So yeah, um, I don't I, think braces I, are going to help the camel to issue. <laughs> well, probably not. <laughs> um, I just can't do. I can't deal with them. I like. I just can't deal with them. I'm sorry. I just. I need. I need britches. I need to clip myself in. Hundred percent. So so no um, to riding tights. I completely agree oh, with you. Just no. And then I got the reason. My the reason I got them was. Um, and this is a bit of a sad thing to fess up to, because. <laughs> In the summer, like, where the fuck do you put your phone? Oh, yes. In the summer when it's, right? Well, I have a solution to that as well. Um, where do you put your phone? So that's why I went down the road. In my bra? Because there's a phone, phone pocket. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a phone pocket. Yeah. But when you're riding pipe tights, are already migrating <laughs> to your knees. <laughs> I don't think a phone in the pocket is any addition. And also, it's quite uncomfortable. I'm really whinging now and, like, ruining, ruining it for everybody else. Sorry. I just, it's not, it's just, I know there are millions of people out there who love riding tights and get on with them very well. And they're like, I'm just going to be honest with you, it's my shape. If I was one of those willowy fucking twig people that they have in the riding tight advert, where would your jobs go? Your, your riding tights go? They, yeah. they have no reason to go anywhere because you're perfectly aerodynamically created. Whereas I'm not that. I have thighs like a rugby prop, an arse like, I don't know, the moon, potentially quite a small waist um nothing stays where it's supposed to so or sorry riding toys stays where they're supposed to um so yeah um what i've decided what i've started doing with my phone is i went to this 80s disco right um <laughs> years ago and <laughs> the first year this is really good though it really works the first year i went i didn't really dress up i just wore like civilian clothes well my civilian clothes <laughs> yeah I know I don't go anywhere so I don't know what people wear so I just wore I don't know jeans or something that I, I felt like other people might wear I really haven't got a clear about any of this stuff and uh, so the next year I went to the 80s night but at the first 80s night loads of people have been dressed up and I was like oh yeah oh yeah cool so the next 80s night I went to I went the whole hog I had like my rara skirt and my leg warmers amazing my leg warmers yeah absolutely fucking I'm my runners I've got like I'm a trainers with like bright pink laces and then my bright pink leg warmers and then I black leggings into that and then I have my rara skirt kind of a dress thing that I got bright pink wig with buns mirrored sunglasses all oh, of the shat the Christ, you go yeah. from like so I just basically didn't bother to not like so I just to like fuck me I went like a disco ball you you yeah, gotta go home yeah I know I know that it's this is it's not always a good thing. <laughs> it's not always good. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, but into the mix, into my fashion accoutrements, I got myself a bum bag. Fanny pack, they're called in America. It's not any better than bum bag. I don't know if there's a... But I got it for two reasons. One, because that's what we wore in the 80s. And two, because where else are you... Where are you going to put your fucking phone and your keys and shit at your 80s night? And your rah-rah skirt doesn't have a pocket. No. 
anyway so now and it's neon yellow obviously because 80s <laughs> and it's outside right it's in my it's in my tag box um and then if it's really hot weather and I have to wear a vest top and it's just no, I'm, I give no edge for my phone I put my little neon yellow bum bag on and I put my phone found. in that and that means I can no you know you just do it pretty tight and then you kind of put it around to the back so it's kind of like behind you not in front of you yeah I know it's insane I don't don't look at me like that I know it's mental but you it really I'll... works and it means I'm not I'm gonna have to get one. I have like, my legitimate. I have my phone, one. and yeah, because you have. I can't deal with all the clothes. I have to like you know when it's really hot, you want to be and you're hot, like you just you want to wear like a t-shirt or a vest top or something. Yeah. So your bomb bag is it's fucking great though. And I if you when I because I mean I'm using my little clip that I said my acrostic clip. I have to have my phone somewhere near it for it to work. So that's perfect. They're sort of next to each other. So good. I'm sold. So yeah, look like a maniac but I'm completely <laughs> used to that so it's not a problem for me in the same way that it might be for others okay like, yeah my husband's like wow bum bag and I'm like fanny pack it's a fanny pack so. yeah more top tips um my next one is kind of like yourself but the no fill cheap no fill rain sheets there are some brands that do the zero gram turnout rugs, which I swear by lifesaver, especially in the winter on top of your other rugs. Um, if you buy a an, an economy brand, your horse is going to be wet. Mm. They just, I don't even know what that, like, you may as well just not spend the money <laughs> and let the horse be wet because it's the same thing. If you spend, I have some that are of a, a more superior brand that do cost a few quid more, but they last and last and last and they stay waterproof pretty few when they're washed so don't scrimp on your no-fill rain sheet is my advice there if you can bear it uh my big one of two big ones to finish um buying cheap horses because i haven't got any money uh and not x-raying fucking yeah that is the biggest fucking waste of money going if it doesn't matter if you're buying it for 500 quid or fifty-five thousand, suck it up and do the bare minimum x-rays do your front fetlocks feet hocks and spine just do it just suck it up and do it spend three or four hundred budget in your three or four hundred quid or five hundred quid into your into your purchase pot and do it because i i wouldn't even begin to bore you with the sub stories that i can hand you from myself in particular and also other people grabbing what we can afford and then finding out that it was a massively false economy uh, and it's also miserable for the horse because you don't x-ray the horse you find out the horse has actually got problems down the line and you've all this time been trying to get a horse to do something that it physically can't and you could have saved the horse all of that crap and yourself if you'd just taken a few x-rays at the start so that's my big 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 waste of money and time and my last one is supplements for mares because obviously i ride all mares for mares that are in season that isn't regumate so anything that isn't regumate that i have tried and used has been again you may as well just take your money out set it free into the breeze and hope it lands somewhere good um i found absolutely i know some people swear by this stuff and all all credit to them but for me it's go hard or go home as you said uh regimate or no regimate are my options these days it um because i everything else just seems to be a waste of time yeah i would agree with that we've like now we're moving towards the geldings but yeah we've had a few on regimate and we've had a few that we've tried stuff on not really made any difference so yeah i would echo yeah yeah so that's me that's me finished we got a few didn't we sent in from listeners oh yeah um one lady oh, I'm gonna get my phone um one lady 
whose name I will tell you in a minute, um, because I'm very professional. Flex on stirrups. I don't know which uh, ones they are. And I wholly, wholly, wholly agree with her. Uh, Arrow Golden Pony um, has two sets of Flexons and I'm right with her. I have um, a couple of pairs and I love them. Really, really love them. Um, I can't keep up with all the fancy stirrups. There's so many fancy stirrups now, isn't there? When you think before yeah, we all had just like the most Peacock basic, answer. like, and now everyone's in fancy stirrups, aren't they? Yeah, um, I I resisted with the flexons because everyone was raving about them. And I, after the Haas brushed episode, I was like, well, how good can they really be? <laughs> and eventually I did relent and I bought some. And I have to say, I'm really, really pleased with mine. I've had them for a couple of years. Um, I do have Sprengers as well, and I like them too. But the flexons are the, are the bomb. Uh, and this lady said her biggest waste of money, which I'm I'm really sorry, Arrow Golden Pony. I'm so chuffed you're one of our listeners and I'm delighted you contributed. Thank you so much. But I'm afraid I'm in, I can't agree with you here. She says, my biggest waste of money is bits. I mean, like, what oh. are you saying? I have so many just sitting about. I'm like, send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Chris does like, that's you're, the beauty of them. They just I'm like looking pretty. <laughs> Send me pictures. I will take them off your hands. She's got New Shoyla. She's got Fager, Myler. She says she's got about 500 oh. quid's worth of bits. And I'm like, send them my way. I am, I'm in there like swimmer. <laughs> so I'm afraid I can't, I can't agree with them being away. To be honest, me. I'm quite offended. I almost, I almost am. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping that rather than me being offended, she's going to drop me back a message and be like, you just take them. And I'm like, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think she will. So yeah, anyway, that was that was one of the ones we got today. Donna Johnson said seven day mud away is an absolute must. I do really like that. She also likes the snuggy herd. I haven't used that, have you? Yeah, I like it. But the um the snuggy herd, I, I, I was I find them right faff to get on. I just couldn't be asked with them. So I gave up with that. Maybe if I had a grey yeah. that was like a real scruff though, I might bother if it was like one horse. But yeah, I lost interest in those. Complete waste of money. Where to start? BD entries. Yeah, I feel you. Um, my BS yeah. registration. Yeah. So many times you register a horse and it goes fucking lame the next day, and you're like, oh, you couldn't have done that before, could you? Well, you register your horses in January, January, and then there's a pandemic. Yeah, like just always going to happen. Um, made to measure. How do you say that? Conig. Those really fancy boots. Conic? Mm. Oh, Koenig? K-O-N-I-G, is it? Yeah. Can't afford them. So but can't really, say them either. They're quite stiff, though, aren't they? They're quite... They look it. They look like you're wearing, stiff, like, Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know, what? what's Forrest Gump wear? I... His braces, yeah. I I actually... I think I came across something potentially on, like, one of the Facebook... Somebody had got some and she was like, you know, they're really, really stiff. So I'm walking around in them and I'm trying to soften them up and break them in. Someone else came along and was like, no, you're not meant to do that. You're not meant to walk around in them. You're not meant to break them in. You're meant to put them on last thing before you ride. And your legs are basically meant to be essentially in plaster casts. They're not meant to be. I don't and know. I was like, wow, that. is that. Oh, my God. I'm all for this. You know what? You know what the best thing that ever happened to elastic boots? Or to another bit, it's the elastic insert. Fuck me, that's made my life. Because I'm really, really awkward. Because I'm like literally two inches high and 17 foot wide. <laughs> and my legs are like, my conformation's really bad. And I could never get leather boots to fit me. 
and you know this elastic in syrup business it is saved my life i can almost get away with off the peg boots now which i never could before but yeah i don't like the sound of those she said she's returned them twice they still didn't fit they cut off her blood supply after a minute they spent four years under the stairs yeah fuck me it sounds like it like i put the bastards under the stairs like harry potter ebay love yeah, yeah. ebay and uh, get yourself some elastic elastic inserts in your in your boots she said she found someone that actually did fit i'm not down for having my legs and calipers to ride thanks very much for that cindy yeah. pierpan said she loves her airflex cinch it's for a western saddle easy to clean you don't have to take it off the saddle. Chelsea leather food for keeping her saddles looking new. I've not heard of that. Do you think that's an American thing? Maybe, yeah. She likes synthetic bridles. I don't think I could get away with that. What do you think? Um, um, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not down for them. I, I totally, again with the equip girth, I totally get the joy of being able to put the thing in the washing machine, sort of dicking around with saddle soap. But at the same time, sometimes I think things need to break. I know that sounds really stupid, but you know, like if I just, I would rather my bridle broke than my horse. Yeah. Um, and I Usually for us, it's both, isn't it? <laughs> it's both, yeah. Or it's the horse first and, you know, the bridle later from, from lack of use because the horse is not doing anything. Um, she also said um, her shimmable mats half pads. I do like a shimmable half pad. Oh yeah, they're super good. I like those. Um, do they shimmer? <laughs> no. If they shimmer, if they shimmer, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> shimmerball? Why are they called shimmerball? You know the shims. Oh shims! Oh, I thought you meant shimmer. I was like, <laughs> oh, like Barbie, like like Shira. I was imagining I could like get something shimmery for Ping to go under a saddle. Chris is like, I am there. I am in there for the oh, shimmer. I'm not shimmering. Oh fucking! Oh, I'm not interested in shim pads though. Because I mean, you I could see. Enough. The disdain on her face now that it doesn't shimmer. <laughs> no. Like shims, you have to do, shims is admin. Shims is admin. I'm sorry, but it is. You have to like assess your saddle and then you have to like put bits in and take. No, that's admin. That's I'm not doing it. But if it shimmers, then I'll do it. <laughs> like favorite comment ever. The best. I love yeah. that. I love you. You're it amazing. Um, <laughs> oh my god yeah the disdain was epic there worst thing she ever spent her money on was a stupid and stupidly expensive plastic holder for a licky treat which broke within days but the horses use it to scratch their heads oh. so it wasn't a total waste oh jen mcdonald she Oh, fuck, I thought I got excited there because I thought she was saying she didn't like riding tights and I was like, oh, she's bonding with us, but she does. Mm, everybody does. It's just me. It's because I've got a fat arse. Now me. I'm with you. I've got camel toe. I don't think you've... A, yeah, I don't think you've got a fat arse. Mine's, mine's tummy. I have a really unfortunate tummy situation that doesn't lend itself to tights. That's They're not forgiving. They're not. And like, I like trousers that you can, I like to tuck myself in. Like exactly. Like in the flab. And yes. wedge it down there and then close the closer and then everything stays. Yes. Like a little a bit, bit like, like... <laughs> what are you going to say? You know, the exploding snake out of the <laughs> tube. You know, the trick snake. Yeah. I undo my job because it's like the trick snake. I actually have one of those. I was going to say like, you know, the vacuum pack bags. 
Yes. All of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our lives are like parallel. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Um so she loves the Ariat full seat tights, which are super grippy. Her baits, because she can change the gullet and the padding. She says the worst thing she bought was a seat saver that she found too bulky and she felt detached from the horse, but she said she potentially is slightly biased because she did fall off the second time she rode in it. But she says anything matchy-matchy is 100% essential, all 20 of them. Can I just say something about the sticky seat riding tights? Yeah, I I don't I don't ever wear full seat britches because again I've got a really fat fat arse and I've had a couple of embarrassing episodes with seams, um so I only wear the ones with a little knee patch or whatever. But when I went through this riding tights foam pocket phase, one of the pairs of riding tights I bought had the sticky crap the sticky crap on it, and I found that what happened was that my riding tights stuck to the saddle, but I did not. Like I was not <laughs> one with my riding tights, so my riding tights were like glued to the saddle, but I was still like. You know, I wasn't. It didn't help me. It just made my tights stick to the saddle, and, okay. and then it really got, it really got unpleasant. I'm just saying, it just there was movement where there shouldn't have been, and none where there ought to have been. Do you know what I mean? I just had staff who can do it. I thought it would help my sitting trot. I didn't. <laughs> so yeah. I'm doing, everyone's uniquely refreshed and challenged by this now. <laughs> I feel I'm like just, uh, yeah, riding tights 100% not for you. No. Anyway, sorry. I've gone back to it again. I'm still going on about it now. Stacy Brew said the biggest waste of money is the breakaway plastic tie rings that are reusable. Yeah, I totally agree. That that's shit. Fucking bailing twine's bailing the way twine. forward. Just yeah. bailing twine. And cheaper. Always the win. I've done Facebook. Have you got any from Instagram? No, nope, I have none. Okay. Um, I've got loads of yeah. So, shall we move on to wanker of the week? Yes. Okay. So mine is I don't know if I'm the wanker or the car is the wanker. I'm probably leaning towards the car. Like I think. So my steering started to do something weird. And I said to Ben, there's something gone wrong with the car. Like, we're going to have to send it in because it's been really feral. And Ben was like, what do you mean? I was like, it's just doing really weird things. Like, it's not listening to me. And Ben was like, right, okay. Obviously, just like, what a dickhead. Why do I have to put up with it? And a nonsense. Anyway, this carried on. And I was driving the car and it didn't really make sense to me because it felt like it was like I was riding a horse that was really like willful and it just didn't want to do what I wanted it to do. And it was being just a dick basically anyway. And it was frightening actually as well, me a little bit. I was a bit scared of the car. And then I realized, actually, no, I didn't realize that's a blatant fucking lie. Ben realized that I had knocked the paddle, had turned something on that like stops it crossing lanes. Oh, Okay. So Ben said you, that you've knocked on like a, I don't know, is it like a cruise control or something? I don't really know. Anyway, I'd knocked on something that makes the car want to stay in. But what, when I need to fucking change lanes, 
what what fucking good's that? Bastard thing, right? I'm fucking doing my level best to go into the outside lane because I'm always <laughs> overtaking. To stay alive. To stay alive. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was like a fight, right? Of me being like, I'm overtaking and it being like, you're going fast enough. And me like, no, I'm not. Full on fucking <laughs> tussle. Which we... Which, to be honest, oh, yeah. was more dangerous because we spent a lot of time in this in the middle, with me like and the car arguing with each other. You need to get out of the snaffle. You you need something better. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and was that was it easy to fix then? Did you just literally just pull the lever? I mean, I would never have been able to do that on my own. Could you imagine if we had that facility for a horse? You're riding and it's going like oh. 10 crocs of shit and it won't steer or turn and it's like, fuck off, I'm not listening. And you just pull the lever and it's like, oh, sorry, I'm perfect now. That's the dream, isn't it, right? Imagine, there. like, yeah, yeah. We'd be at the Olympics in like five minutes. It'd be perfect. That's the absolute the dream. Came with the lever, just pull the lever. I had a similar car thing this week. I have, I love my car. I love my car. It's just one of those, you know, again, with the nice things you have in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I have to embarrassingly confess, my car is called Bunty. You know, after the ship in Ben and Holly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we got the car during the Ben and Holly phase. And so the car ended up being called Bunty. <laughs> so the car is just called Bunty. Mine's called Allegra. Um, yeah, that's quite fancy. That's very Julie Cooper. From Allegra, Cole, off Hitch. Uh, so Bunty, Bunty is really reliable and never, ever lets me down. And I was driving Bunty over to Childminders this week to deposit the child and Bunty wouldn't go. And I was like... It just wouldn't go. Like, I, I did a bit of an emergency. Yeah, I did a bit of an emergency stop maneuver in the in the town, <laughs> and then after that, Bunty wouldn't go, and I was like, "Shit!" So I came home and I was like, eh, "I think I broke Bunty," and I was like, oh, "What the fuck? What's happening? It won't go." So he fiddled around with the car for a while, and he was revving it and doing you know man things with the bonnet and whatever. And um, the next thing he comes in and he's holding up a stone. And basically what had happened was when I did the emergency stop maneuver, there was like a stone obviously in the footwell like, and it went under the accelerator. That's so amazing. when I put my foot down, the accelerator wasn't going down. And so the car wouldn't go because no one was telling it to go. And he was like Bunty's like, give me a clue. And I was like, Bunty was like, it's like it's like a high, it's like like a school. Bunty's like a schoolmaster being ridden by like a you know a beginner. That's Bunty's like I would go if you told me how to. Oh but my yeah. god, that's amazing! I love the anyway, you sorry, help me. No, that's my wanker of the week. But I just love that you make me feel like my life is not as crazy. Like I have someone else who lives like me. No, you're not alone, and you're particular ones. But like with the, with the lady, that lady's thing, it's really not because you know in, in our. In our big lorry, it's the big lorry. We have a big lorry and a small lorry. In our big lorry, it's all like fancy mm. and high tech and shit. It's got like, if you go too near the white line or the yellow line, it goes duh, 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 and the whole cab vibrates. Right. And that's fine, except we're we're cattle hauliers and we quite often <laughs> are going down lanes that are so fucking narrow. The lorry doesn't almost doesn't fit. Yeah. And it spends all of its time going duh, 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 <laughs> shut up. <laughs> And then if it thinks you're getting too close to a car, it has a setting where like it will activate an emergency brake and the entire windscreen comes up in a big like red triangle. Right. It's bonkers stuff. And I'm really nervous about it because it's like the rise of the machines. It's like the start of Terminator 2. I'm telling yeah. you, that's where it's headed. Well, that's like my dishwasher beeps at me oh. when I open the door. 
So it beeps to tell you the door's open. I'm like, I fucking know. I opened you, you bellend. How do you think you got open? You beep at me yeah. for? I've got to empty you. That I'm suddenly you know, I got really quite enraged. <laughs> No, but do you not find it really annoying getting nagged at by technology? It's like the fridge. You open the fridge to put the shopping into the fridge and it's like, beep, beep, beep. Oh, shut up. Beep, beep, beep. But I'm like, I have to put the food in you. You've you left the door open. Beep, beep, beep. Nearly burn the house down. Um, because, well, I don't think I did it. I'm actually starting to sense a theme here. I never really think I've done anything, although I really don't in this situation. I straightened my hair like a few days ago. And when I went to straighten it today... Because, like, I'm like um, crystal tips, like, seriously. I went, not, I straighten it not to actually make it straight. I straighten it to stop it being, like, a thatched roof effect. But anyway, um, so I straightened it a few days ago. I went to get straighteners today, and the fuckers were on. Wrapped, <gasps> wrapped no. the wire, like, so they were closed, and the wire wrapped around them, right? And I know. Holy shit, how did they not go on fire? I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know. But I know... Because this is the thing, isn't it? People get on the train to go to work and they're like, did I unplug the straighteners? I know they didn't. It happens all the time. It's really, really common, like. Well, I had that, right? So I know that I turned them off the plug. I didn't, in fairness, I didn't turn them off on the actual straightener because I never do. I did turn them off at the plug because I had that and I went back and checked and they were off and then they were on today. So I think someone else has turned the plug on like maybe for not thinking for something else or something. And then, yeah, they were, I burned my fucking finger. But obviously also I was lucky the Shit, house man. didn't burn down. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's pretty good in fairness. So um, I could have actually done I, a little bit I, of beep, I, beep, beeping for those bastards. Yeah. Maybe the dishwasher should talk to the straighteners. They could work. I would appreciate if they could maybe swap roles. Convene. Yeah, yeah, when you need them to. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, <sighs> lucky, I suppose. I know. Right, so let's do yours because I'm desperate. <laughs> okay, so I, my, our house is, it was painted before we, we, we moved in and it was uh, <clears throat> salmon pink walls with a, a dark salmon pink for the window sills and the, there's kind of a, piece at the bottom that's smooth concrete you paint that and then you know the extra accoutrementy bits around the frames and the doors and stuff was was dark salmon pink and it's just I love pink but like my pink is like fuchsia not fucking salmon yeah and um I have been on and on about I wanted to to paint the house and I don't know why I never fucking learned because whenever I get on one of the it's always me that ends up doing it I've never painted a house before but here we are um so I decided that I was going to do it duck egg blue and I love duck egg blue. Like I know some people probably think it's a bit of pretentious colour or whatever, but I like it. Okay. And if it I just do. I love bright colours. I really do. I love bright colours. I I find like make everything bright, except competition where that should be plain. But for everything, make it bright. Like be alive, you know? Just make it bright. So I'm doing the house duck egg blue. Uh went to the colour shop went in very patient man was there and I was like I want to paint my house stock egg blue and he managed to not go <laughs> he was like right okay he got his color book sheet man chart thing out and we went through it and he shows me duck egg blue but no I have to go off piece I can't just go that's the color I was like oh yeah but oh look at that color so we go down a few a few you know the color charts have the boxes so we go down a few boxes that's the color I want so he's like grand so he makes up 
eight buckets of this shit and then another bucket of dark we're doing the sills and everything in like navy blue so i've this we've had the paint for three months sat in the shed and i've been nagging on and on about getting it done and then you know there's silage or there's cattle or there's something and then i'm like i can't paint the house myself because i'm not competent i'm not a capable human being in the end i lose my temper and i'm like paint the fucking house myself um so i start uh basically three out of four walls are well well three out of four sides of the house are, are done and just need the sills doing in the dark paint so how did it go with the dark egg blue so because i went off piece my house is turquoise my whole house is fucking turquoise and i simultaneously both love and am freaked out by this um my whole house is turquoise and i haven't even sent you a picture of it because i i keep taking pictures of the wall and i'm like it doesn't look right <laughs> so i haven't sent you a picture of it but i will my yeah the moral of the story is don't go off off piste when you're picking colors if the man says this is duck egg blue, then you go, oh, thank you, man. I'll have eight buckets of that, please. <laughs> uh, so my house is turquoise. And my house is it's, it's really prominent because it's the last house on our road and it's slightly up on top of a bit of, a, not a hill exactly, but it's sat up higher than the other houses on the road. Can't really miss it. I can see it from the motorway as well. I'd say at this point, you can see it from fucking space. <laughs> like, it's turquoise. It's all going to be like a landmark. It'll be like, oh, so yeah. where's such a such house? Lives? Well, you know the one past the turquoise house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Google Maps. The next time Google Maps come down to the calibrations, they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, what has happened? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And what it's did your husband say? I love what your husband said. He's, he's not doing it. He's just like, he said his exact words, which he uses to describe me fairly often are, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and that doesn't mean you know like he's just that, that's a lot as in what the fuck have you done to the house and the problem is is I'm committed now I spent the money on the paint and I've put the paint on like three quarters of the house I am committed I have learned how to paint a house I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't know that mere mortals could paint houses turns out they can't now I'm I mean I'm committed <laughs> I can't go back I can't go back I'm so I'm I'm committed. So that's it. Um, the salmon pink shit has has been in situ for 15 years. My father-in-law arrived yesterday. Oh my god! And um, yeah, he does not like bright colours uh, at all, or anything very exciting. Um, and he said, uh, "Jesus, there was at least another five years left in the other in, in the pink paint." <laughs> I was there like, but I'm painting it myself. Like I'm economizing. I haven't got a man doing. I'm painting it myself. And he's like, yeah, no, there was at least another five years left in the old paint. I don't know why you had to change it. And then Niall goes to him, but do you like the colour? And he says, no, I wouldn't be gone on it myself. That's it. Oh my goodness. Honestly, I was so I, I was so excited. Your house will look like is it Jack and Ori? No, Balamori. Oh, that's it. <laughs> no, there's no turquoise house on Balamori. They've got there's no turquoise um, ones. They've got the orange and the and they've got blue. Not turquoise though. Maybe appeal. You could get into Balamori. I would love to be on Balamori. It's a great. It's a, I loved Balamori. I have to say, great show, great place, great wanker of the week. 
I will send a picture. I will post a picture when it's finished. I'm so excited. But yeah, turquoise. And then I told him, because I, I love fuchsia pink, so I told him I was going to paint the frame around the house, around the back door, <laughs> just the back door, <laughs> in fuchsia pink. And um, Was he like, oh my guy, God. He didn't say anything to me, but the guy who works for us is giving me a hand. I said, I'm not, I can't claim all the credit. This guy that works for me is, is giving me, uh, works for us, is giving me a hand to the painting. <laughs> and he came out to me and he goes, uh, did you say you wanted to paint some of the sills bright pink? And I was like, yeah. He said, Niall rang me this morning and he said, please, please don't fucking let her do it. I can't. He's like, I can't. Because it's gone from being, it's a lot <laughs> to, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I can say, he's a very, he's a patient man. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there you go. <clears throat> Makes a change from poor Ben. Um, oh, so- they're suffering in sympathy with each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the time, the escapades with me, Ben had probably rather I painted the house of colour. Bless him. Poor bugger. So we got sent in a wanker of the week from Adventures of Argy Bargy on Instagram. She said she's decided to put on her big girl pants and share the story for wanker of the week. Now, I'm not sure if it was me or the horse that deserves it. You see, everyone does what I do. I don't think it was actually me. I'll let you decide. Here's how the story goes. By some God-given miracle, after years of struggling to get him round a course and questioning whether I should just give in and take up hobby horse jumping, Argy and I have been jumping clear around some unaffiliated 110s. After winning the last few classes, check her out, and making it feel relatively easy, my excitement peaked and I thought, let's affiliate and we can have a go at jumping some 115s because it's only a whole higher. Anyway... I paid for six months membership, bastard membership again, and booked into a show. We arrive and all seems well. It's the same venue, same height. She felt okay heading into the collecting ring. Course walk went well, apart from the obligatory freak out at the water tray, because that's usually where the issues arrive. I needn't have fucking bothered worrying about that. Warmed up, went in the ring, jumped fence one and two well, turned for three. Um... And, oh no, big brown beast beneath me decided that it was an impossible task and slammed the brakes on four strides out. She put in brackets back to his old habits. She came round again, more leg, determined to make it over. (laughs) At this point, I feel if he had a middle finger, he would have thrown it in the air with some gusto and he slammed the brakes on again. But to make the message clear, he grabbed the bit, fucked off, jumped random oxer backwards and fucking with you there pants on that with me um she sat there like she was trying to stop a freight train with strawberry laces screaming whoa whoa no 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 <laughs> by some fucking miracle i stayed on however my confidence and any shred of self-respect was left in the ring went back the next day to jump the same height again at the same venue the messages from the keyboard professionals had got to the point of making her feel totally useless. She wasn't sure whether she was going to hang up her boots. Anyway, went in, jumped every fucking fence, including the one that he stopped at and won the class. So that, ladies, is my epic wanker of the week. Fucking 100% horse. Bastard. Bastard horse. Just typical, isn't it? Every time. Typical fucking The level of sympathy I felt for her when I read that was, we are one. I I feel (laughs) you. I really do. I just... I couldn't even really laugh because I was just, it's happened to me yeah. 
especially the any shred of self-respect yeah the amount of ritual public humiliation that we we go through mm-hmm. why why today why not yesterday and you see then people like us are like oh no you saw somewhere oh yeah. is that all right oh maybe i should take him to the vets well not fucking necessarily because you could go back two days later and be like oh now i am in the mood i was just being a prick sorry i just couldn't be arsed i don't like you or i didn't like your you painted my stable turquoise or didn't <laughs> like your saddle your shimmering saddle pad i don't know whatever <laughs> Who yeah. knows what goes through their heads? I just felt so much sympathy for her. And fair Absolutely. play to her for going out and getting it done. Yeah. Just, you know what you just want to sometimes say to them is there was just no need for that, was there? Like, there was just no need. What do you think would be better, though? Like, if they could talk and tell us or not? Like, do you feel like, I feel like with the mares, if they could talk, they'd mm. just be bitching at me Sass. the whole time like you're so shit you're so useless no i'm not gonna fucking bend right because you're shit i'm not going over that jump because you're shit you so know when i stopped there like i could have done it but like did you see you how can't. your fucking contact was abysmal yeah. so i just i have to teach you like if i don't teach you you're not gonna learn but like what, what would they be like you know my breakfast late excuse me because you're shit like, ugh, are you really wearing that? Oh my God, I'm not going out with you dressed like that. I can't jump around across fences when you're wearing, you know, riding tights. I don't know, whatever. Like, it, what the fuck's that bum bag? You crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Steak and orange boy, yellow bum bag. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't hear you. Your bum bag's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what would be better? I, you know, if they could tell us what was wrong. Well, maybe there's just fucking nothing wrong. Maybe it's just because they live and in the And then you'd get like before. the donkey-eared geldings like, I'm all right. I'm, I'm okay. I'm managing fine. Manny, like, you know, limber, like one leg working and no back work. And he's like, actually, it's it's not a bad day for me today. Like, you wouldn't get any sense out of fucking pancake. Not a shred. Not even going to bother. Wouldn't yeah, bother speaking to shouting at everybody. Yeah, she's just shouting at everybody in French. She's shouting <laughs> aggressively at everybody in French. Um, and Molly, Molly be like, Molly be like, Manny, she'd just be like, oh, it's fine. You get over it. Don't worry. Nobody panic. And then Ping would be like, you know, in between bouts of like writing really sad poetry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then on her like up days, Beyonce, do you know, no in between, one or the other. Yeah. Could you imagine that? But what would be better? Like, would it be better if they could tell us what was wrong, but then we'd also have to listen to all that shit? Or is it better that we just have to keep guessing and hoping and spending money with the vets? I don't know. Bougie thinks a lot of himself. I'm so excited about him. He I would love just the swagger. He would he just spend the whole time off. being just like, well, I'm okay. I don't know about you up there. Like, okay, so you seem to have absolutely no idea what you're doing, but already I am three and I think this is going to be no amazing. trouble for me. I'm amazing. Yeah, I'm amazing. I'm so amazing. I see all yeah. these other horses and their hairdos are fairly average. But... Shit. <laughs> yeah, shit. Just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's great that he has so much confidence in himself, though. I'm really, that's, I love to see that in a horse. I don't think he's got as much confidence in me. Horse. I feel like already looks down on me. <laughs> my, like, one in a lifetime I mean I've had lots of horses for a lifetime I really have my like one standout horse was just like that mm-hmm. he was so arrogant and he was so like just there was no question about how incredible he was just exactly like Bougie he just was like 
always made me feel like it was an act of charity when I wrote him. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he, he was somehow felt he had to do his bit for fucking help the aged on his back or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he was so beautiful and he just so lived in his beauty and he knew it and he was incredibly disdainful about basically everything, especially me. Oh, yeah, they would shred your confidence, wouldn't they? Like, okay, so out she comes in her riding tights. She hasn't the physique for it, but lucky for her, I am very, very handsome, so (laughs) no one will look at her. (laughs) Yeah, he was so like that. He was so like that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. No speaking. What if they came with... No no speaking. speaking. Or a mute button if they came with a mute button that'd be cool. yes perfect what's wrong with you or and tongue. that's enough now <laughs> we could just put a tongue tie on them yeah you know you're shit you're shit and then that's enough from you can't hear you sorry <laughs> oh my goodness we'd better leave it there we think that we're gonna end it there because we have talked loads we we hope you don't mind long episodes like sometimes we just get totally carried away chatting to each other (laughs) if you would prefer them shorter then let us know and we'll try and rein it in because or maybe we could split it between two i don't know or let us know anyway um but for now thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time